Hello and welcome to episode 14 of CFFC, A Tactical View. I'm your host, Chapin Zeal. I appreciate you joining me today. If you haven't done so already, I would appreciate it if you would rate and review the podcast. It helps grow it and get it out to more more MLS fans, more Chicago Fire fans, and it would mean a lot to me if you could go on as well and give me a five-star review. Type something out, just a little, little, a few little words, doesn't have to be long. And if you give me five stars and leave me a review, I will read it. Just like I am doing for Nady Bumpo. Five stars from Nady Bumpo. The insight and detail. I feel like I just watched the match. Well, thank you very much, Nady. That is more or less what I try to do, is give you a good feel if you watched the match or if you didn't watch the match, I try to give you a good feel of what happened and kind of how it how it went along and how the match progressed. So digging into this week's review, we are looking back at last Saturday, June 18th, up at Soldier Field, where the Chicago Fire took on DC United. And a few changes for the starting 11 for the Fire the you had Gaga at goal, right to left in the back line was Sekulich, Amsberg, Shehos, and Bornstein filling in for Miguel Navarro, and then you had Federico Navarro and Gaston Jimenez as your holding midfielders. Then you had Ivanov out on the white, out on the right wing, filling in for filling in for for Torres who has a little bit of a hip injury, I believe, and Gutierrez in the middle filling in for Shakiri, who got hurt as well on, on international duty. Chris Mueller out at the left wing, and Casper Shabilko as the number nine. Uh, the the DC came out in a 5-3-2, so it was nice to, see, nice to see a couple of different formations going at each other. And just to see how how each one would would match up with with the, with the, their opposite number. So into the first fifteen minutes, it was mainly controlled by the fire. They had a couple of decent opportunities, but nothing too threatening. DC only had one chance uh, that was really no concern. But again, mainly con- controlled by the fire. Good good passing, good possession. But no, no real threats on goal. But into the 16th minute, Wyatt Amsberg played a long ball over the top. And DC were able to defend it, knock it out for the corner. And with Shakiri being out, Gaston Jimenez was over to take the corner kicks. And it was a good delivery to the far, far post. Uh, Amsberg got his head on it. Unfortunately, it went over, over the crossbar. Um, so out for, out for a DC goal kick, but within the first 16 minutes, that was the second corner the fire had, fire had earned. And both, both deliveries from, uh, from Jimenez were, I don't want to knock Shakiri considering he didn't play. He wasn't, he's not here to defend himself, but far better deliveries than, than most of them that Shakiri has been playing in this year. Jumping ahead of just a few minutes into the 20th minute, Shehos wins the ball at midfield. Shehos had a really good match overall. He wins the ball at midfield and dribbles into the attacking half, plays the ball to the left over to Mueller, who then plays a diagonal ball to Shabilko inside the penalty box. 
uh, does a little, just rolls it off to, to Gutierrez on the left side of the penalty box. He takes a couple dribbles towards the middle, takes a good right-footed shot. Unfortunately, it was straight at the keeper and, uh, and easy for him to save. And DC were able to clear the ball out. So first 20 minutes and the fire are putting a lot of pressure on, on the DC defense and the DC uh, goalkeeper. So good to see that. It's, it's nice them coming back from international break, coming out and really, really being on the front foot there. So then into the 26th minute, the Fire have been have had a good spell of possession. They've worked the ball over to the left sideline, over to Mueller. And he attacks on the dribble, beats one defender, gets into the penalty box uh, about six yards from the end line and puts a, puts a cross to, to the far post to Ivanov, who was making, making that run at the far post. And the cross hit off of the upright. Back into the penalty box, DC clear it away. Uh, Fire are able to win the ball back. Ends up with Jimenez, who unfortunately takes a shot from about 35 yards away, and it was straight at the keeper. So Chris Mueller, I know I have said in the past when he was at Orlando, I was not the biggest fan of him, but I will say he has really impressed me in, in the fire kit, so... Him coming in, I, I, even with the, you know, slight negative, negative reputation that I had built up in my mind about him, he is still, still really impressing me. His, his dribbles were, were really spot on against DC and he created pretty much that whole, that whole situation, um, in terms of, in terms of getting the ball actually forward and, and putting a good attack on. It was, and his, his cross, it was, it, again, it hit the far, the far post. Definitely could have gone in. You could tell from his, how he was, how he was looking. As soon as he hit the ball, he was looking for the cross. But unfortunately, it just curled too far away for, for Ivanov to get to and didn't curl quite enough for the ball to go into the back of the net. But Again, 26 minutes in, and it's it's all fire. They are possessing the ball far more than DC. DC is really dropped dropped deep defending, and the fire are basically able to do base you know essentially what they want to do these first 25 minutes. So into the 31st minute, then we have Sekulich winning the ball at midfield along the right sideline. He dribbled it into the attacking half, plays it forward. And into the center a little bit to Shabilko, who who I've I've I'm a big fan of Shabilko. I know he doesn't score as many goals as everyone would prefer your number nine to score, but the things he does definitely impact the team in a positive way. And in this instance, he had dropped down into midfield from from his number nine position, and he pulled the DC United left center back way out of position with him so he was able to just do a little one uh first touch first touch flick to Brian Gutierrez who was crashing into that number 9 space that Shabilko had vacated and after Gutierrez received the ball he dribbled in he received it about 30 yards from from goal took a couple dribbles forward took a shot right on the edge of the edge of the penalty box 
Again, unfortunately, though, this one was saved again, and DC were able to clear it. Now, after after the the shot was taken and the and the ball was cleared, Mueller on the left side was throwing his hands up in the air, throwing a little bit of a fit. I I can slightly understand where he was coming from. Perhaps yes, if he got the if he was able to receive the ball, he would have been in a better position for a shot. He was he was closer to closer to goal. He didn't have any defenders closing him down like Gutierrez did. But at the same time, I feel like Gutierrez probably made the right decision in that moment because the ball, one of the D.C. defenders was was kind of cutting the passing lane over to Mueller. So I feel like it would have been a very difficult pass and probably would have been intercepted. So either way, the fire didn't score. But again, I feel like the, the shot on goal was was probably in that position was probably more the the better opportunity than than trying to roll it out to Mueller. So then we jump ahead a few minutes into the 38th minute and DC take a free kick and knock it into the 6-yard box and Gaga attack the ball comes out for it punches it away took out two DC players in the process and the fire make a quick counterattack but unfortunately, once again, it ends with Gaston Jimenez taking a shot from about 25 yards out this time. Once again, straight at the keeper. It was an easy, easy save for him. He cradled it right in his arms like a newborn babe. I Gaston Jimenez, I know he he creates a lot of a lot of you know, he divides opinions. Some people really like him. Some people can't stand him. I am. I lean more towards the can't stand him, even though he has moments that I do like him. But I feel like a lot, a lot, a lot of fire attacks, and I get so frustrated watching them. A lot of fire attacks end with him trying to take a shot from about 25, 30 yards out, and it's either straight at the keeper or it's a wild miss way over the bar, way wide right or left. He he can play passes, he can defend well, but in terms of shooting, in terms of of that that I I he needs to I personally think he needs to he needs to rein that in a little bit. Either stop taking those shots altogether Ideally, stop taking those shots altogether, but either stop taking all shots and just playing a pass from there, or if you get an opportunity and it's a good opportunity, yes, take the shot, but not from 30 yards out, not from 25 yards out, personally, my opinion. So that wraps up the first half, and the fire absolutely dominated it. The the possession stats, I don't have them right in front of me, but it was something ridiculous, like 75 to 25 in the first half. Just just complete and utter domination by the fire. Not many opportunities to speak of for DC uh, whatsoever. So we roll into the second half, and uh, starting in the 46th into the 47th minute, the Fire win a throw in along the left sideline uh, about halfway in their defensive half. Ball gets thrown in, ends up with Gutierrez right about midfield along the left-hand side. 
plays a big switch over to the right half to Sekulich, and he dribbles dribbles forward to about the edge of the penalty box. Plays the ball wide right to Ivanov, and he put in just a a beauty a beauty of a ball right across the face of goal, about six yards out, five yards out, and Shabilko made a run, but it was the ball was just behind Shabilko at the near post. It was just ahead of Mueller running into the middle, and then DC were able to collect it and and clear it at the far post. So big, big, big opportunity. It's just unfortunate nobody could get their foot on it. Really, really dangerous ball. I I know in the past I have said that I am not a fan of all of the crosses that the fire take. But I will say in this match that was, and they didn't have a ton of crosses. I think they only had nine in this match. But that was a cross that if you can if you can play that, play that ball. That was, again, I would say more often than not, there is going to be a striker in that position to at least get a foot on it, potentially knock it in the back of the net. If not, you're going to force the keeper into a save. So then we jump ahead into the 58th minute and the Fire have a free kick along the right side just off of the corner of the penalty box, so way in their attacking half. And it was Jimenez and Mueller standing over top of it. Mueller ends up taking a left-shooted f- shot from, uh, from the free kick and it was actually on frame, saved, and then cleared out by D.C., now, I know just a few minutes ago, I was criticizing uh, Jimenez for taking some of those long shots, but I will say in this in this instance, it was it was a really nice free kick. It forced the keeper into into a save. It wasn't it wasn't you're not going to see it on the top ten saves of the year or, or of the week or anything like that. But. It was a good save. It forced him to do more than he had done um, with his with his first couple attempts. So it it was good to see him at least get it on target, make the keeper work. He bent it around. It was just a two man wall, but he bent it around the wall. I don't think the keeper was necessarily expecting it to be an actual shot, but Jimenez went for it, and again, it it, it he at least worked the keeper. So then, just a few minutes later, into the sixty first minute. DC have a throw-in in their attacking half along the left-hand side. And they have a good good three-pass combination with the... They throw it in. The person who received it made a pass to to another player who played it to the... Back to that player. And then he played it forward to to the gentleman who threw it in. I know that's not very descriptive. Didn't have any names, but it's DC, so who really cares? So um, they they good passing combination and get the ball down into a dangerous area on the left hand side within about within 18 yards of the ball. Put a cross into the penalty or 18 yards of the end line. They put a cross into the penalty box and Gaga attacks it, but before he was able to get to it. Amsberg was was able to get his head on it and and headed it through the penalty box. Unfortunately, DC were able to collect it, get a shot away, but fortunately, Jonathan Bornstein 
was able to to deflect it or block it. And then DC were able to get another shot away, but that one was off target. So it was a little bit of a nervy moment. Probably one of the one of the more one of the more likely, one of the better opportunities that DC had. Um, Gaga as he came out for the cross ended up way out of position. He kind of clattered into a DC DC attacker. So. It could have could have ended up far worse, and again, the header ended up right at a DC attacker's foot. So, if he would have been able to put the shot on frame, it, it definitely would have gone in with how, with the positioning that that Gaga with that Gaga found himself in. So then, just a few minutes later, into the 65th minute, the Fire have the ball and they switch it right to left. Over to Mueller in the attacking half. He dribbles to the edge of the penalty box, plays it right for Gaston Jimenez, who, guess what, took a left-footed shot, and guess what, way off target, and guess what, personally wasted opportunity. Goes back to what I was saying a few minutes earlier. He, I feel like he, he in those instances, kind of takes the easy way, kind of takes the easy way out, and rather than just being a little bit more patient, maybe making two, three passes to pull a defender one way or another, he just kind of hoofs it at goal and, and hopes for the best, hoping that he'll he'll get on goals of the week, I, I guess, with some of his shots. So, again, I'd like to see him cut down on, on some of those, some of those wasted, wasted shots that he tends to put up. So into the 71st minute, then DC are attacking along the left-hand side. They cross the ball in and into the penalty box, get their head on it, and put it over the crossbar. So this was kind of rolling back to the 61st minute. This was another slightly nervy moment, maybe a little bit more nervy than the 61st minute. Um, there was more space in the in the penalty box, not as many defenders back for the fire. So, slightly, it made me a little nervous watching it. Slightly nervous, even in, as I rewatched it, even though I knew that the fire didn't give a goal up there, but it it still still made me made me get on the edge of my seat a little bit as it was happening. So, in that in that quick counter. The the DC attacker uh, was able to peel away from Shehos as they were approaching the penalty box and got into some space. Slight, yeah, it was it was Shehos probably could have played it better, but at the same time the ball was was played perfectly, curled it right up over over Shehos and right down onto the striker's head. But again, thankfully it went over the crossbar. So then into the 78th minute, we finally get a goal. The Fire have a free kick just inside their attacking half on the left-hand side. And Shehos plays the ball to Mueller, who plays it back to Shehos, who first time first time on receiving it, plays it forward to Fabian Herbers. And Herbers dribbles towards the center and plays the ball to the right, uh, out to Shabilko right on the corner of the penalty box. And he puts a little dink cross back into Herbers, who was, who had moved to the edge of the penalty box right in the middle. Gets his head on it, soft little header, not, not too dangerous, but it, it caught 
the keeper off guard, caught him a little flat-footed, took one hop and off of the right post and into the into the side netting. Technically, he, he kind of knocked it back out, and John Espinosa blasted it into the back of the net, but it was Herber's goal. So the fire go up 1-0 in the 78th minute. So the building up to that, again, it came from a free kick. She hosts to Mueller. Mueller played it right back to she hosts. And on that first time pass that she hosts made up to Herbers, he split the, the attacking and midfield lines of DC. So it was a, a very crucial pass to make that, to make that happen because Herbers got the ball right right uh in line with the the DC defense took a couple dribbles back into the center but that that initial that initial pass from Shehos was was what created that even though even though Shabilko will get the assist it is Shehos that that actually created the created the opportunity so that pretty much wraps it up the the uh, DC had a couple of half chances. The fire didn't really, didn't really go forward too much more after that point. They had a couple of, again, they as well had a couple of half chances, but nothing, nothing really worth mentioning at this point. So the fire controlled most of the match. They outpossessed them, out, outpassed them, outshot them. Um, the big, so two, two main. Stats for me coming out of this match. Crosses for the fire, nine. I don't know. I don't have the whole season stats in front of me for crosses for them, but I know that is the fewest amount of crosses that I have mentioned the fire the fire having in a very long time. So that makes me extremely happy. I guess I'll go three stats. The second one is kind of a, or part two, stat two, part A and B. So the first part, the the fire had seven shots on target out of 14 possible. So 50, 50% on target shooting. Very good compared to a lot of their, a lot of their matches when they're, when they're down in the 30, 30% area. And most of their shots were taken. I've complained about it in the past. But most of their shots were taken from inside of the penalty box. The few you've got those few outliers again from Jimenez that I complained about earlier, um, and a few that were from outside of the box that were actually decent opportunities that just didn't come across. But most of the shots were taken from were taken from inside of the box, and that is something that I will I I am very pleased about. And then the final stat from it is DC had eleven total shots, zero of them on target. So Gaga didn't have a whole lot of work to do. That goes back to previous episodes where I've said I'm not sure how much of it is Gaga being good or how much of it is his defenders protecting him and his defenders doing a good job defending him and creating poor shooting opportunities for for the attacker. So either way, another clean sheet for him, one more closer towards his record uh, that he's that he's hoping to set this year. 
I it's a still a long way to go. Fingers crossed that I'll do it. Um, but it's it comes down to for me personally, with where he is in his career, how young he is, how how short of a time he's been starting in the overall in a player's overall career. He needs his defense to be playing like they were Saturday against DC and protecting him like they did. So three players that I want to want to quickly highlight. The first one I was just kind of talking about a little bit is Gaga. I feel like he controlled the penalty area while he attacked crosses into the penalty box when he needed to, hung back when he needed to. I feel he was a little bit more confident when when the fire played back to him. He still wasn't wasn't at the level I'm sure Hendrickson, Ezra Hendrickson would like him at, and I'm he's not at the level that I personally would like him at in terms of playing out from the back. But I feel like he was he was at least more confident, more more reliable in those instances when they when the defense called upon him in that uh, to play back to him. So then moving up just one line, we are stopping at Shehos and um, Captain Shehos. I am a big fan of his. I was excited for him. I didn't know anything about him before he came in, but I was excited for him, uh, about him when he came in and just the the presence that he would have in that back line. And so far, overall, through the season, he's he's been very reliable. Yeah, there were those few matches against the New York teams back, you know, a few weeks ago. But against DC, I feel like he was he defended really well. Overall, good positioning. He had a, a small air lunging for a ball that did lead to a cross. Fire were able to defend it. Um, so nothing nothing too dangerous that that he gave up um again the ball was played he stabbed for it missed it striker got around him put a cross and fire defended it so no no real concern in that moment and again he had that pass to to create the to create the goal scoring opportunity so big big fan of Shehos really really pleased with how he played against DC and then the final player is Chris Mueller. I had talked about him before, I know, uh, just a few minutes, and I just want to take a few more minutes on him. He, Since he has joined the fire, he has been a breath of fresh air in the attack. He gets the ball, and he is looking forward. He wants to take on multiple defenders. One defender, two defenders, three defenders. He's dribbling through four defenders at times, getting good shots away, getting good crosses into the into the penalty box. I am I am very, very, very pleased with with his overall overall game since the fire have brought him in. He was man of the match in this one, which is understandable. Again, because of the the opportunities that he created and just how how forward looking he was the entire match. So once again to recap the fire win one nil over DC United finally, finally, finally snapping that that winless streak at a total of ten matches. So now we roll ahead 
to Saturday, June 25th, 7 o'clock, 7.08 kickoff time down at PNC Stadium in Houston where the Chicago Fire will be taking on the Houston Dynamo. Now looking at Houston, they are... They are doing better than the fire are doing, but they are not doing much better than the fire are doing, which is a slight positive note. They are a fairly streaky team. They've, they've, lost, they've lost three out of their last five, and it was a 2-1 loss, a 3-0 loss, 3-0 win, 1-0 loss, 2-0 win. They can so they they're a team that can definitely score their their main threats are Ferreira and Quintero with six and five goals respectively. Ferreira has three three assists as well. So if you can keep those couple of guys quiet, you you should be able to have a have a halfway decent chance of 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 winning. Now, in, they, they have 18 total goals compared to the Fire's 14. 13 of those goals have been inside of the box. So they, they obviously do a good job of, of working the ball forward and getting it into, into good goal-scoring opportunities. And in terms of their passing, um, they, they, 32% of their passes do go forward so they're they're a team that when they have the ball which is only 47% of the time they are looking looking to go forward and they they do that pretty successfully with a total passing of of 82%. So they're they're a good team. They've got some decent players. They've got a, a few good, you know, a few good stats behind them. But the they don't score a ton of goals. Again, they only have 18 do- total goals scored. Um, the they've given up 19 though. Fire have given up 20. So they're they're fairly relative. You know, it should be a relatively competitive match. In terms of ability level, in terms of you know comparing them on paper. Um, Houston is sitting a little bit higher in their respective conference, sitting in 10th compared to the Fire, who unfortunately are still down in the doldrums of 14th in the East. Um, but the, I, man, the Fire are just so frustrating. I feel like they, they should have more points than they do. They have played better, even though they've had some pretty crappy matches. They have played better than their than their points total shows, than their goals for shows, than their goals against score or goals against shows. So just kind of frustrating that they're still still sitting down in the bottom. But when you go ten matches without winning, I guess I guess you can't really complain complain too much about them. But so again, keeping keeping Ferreira quiet, keeping Quintero quiet. If if the fire defense that I've said it before, I'll say it again in this episode. I'll say it in future episodes. the The fire need to score goals, but the main thing that the fire need to have is is keeping the goals against 
as few as possible, ideally zero, worst case one, Um, because again, they're not scoring many, so you need, need, need to keep that, to keep that goals against as low as you possibly can. So don't forget Saturday, June 25th, the fire are taking on Houston down in Houston at 7.08 Central Time. Make sure you watch it. It is on, it is on, uh, this one is on uh, 2DN, um, I believe Univision. You can, you can get the English audio on Twitter at, um, at MLS or at Houston Dynamo or at Chicago Fire. I haven't watched it on Twitter, so if you do watch it on Twitter, good luck to you. I'm not a Twitter user, so I don't really know how it works. Make sure you watch it, though, any any way you can, and be back next week for a review of the match and previewing the following match. If you haven't done so, make sure you rate and review. Give me five stars. Give me a, a short little typed-out review like Nady did, and I will read it out on on the air, if you will, and you will get a personal shout-out from me. So until next week, go fire.